Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all across the internet, and welcome to the Central New York Hockey Report. I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and we've got a great show lined up for you today that I cannot wait to get started with. Uh, before we bring our guests in, I just want to introduce my sidekick, my producer, my partner in crime, if you will, Mr. Dave the Save Warner. Hey, right. how's it going? Scott, good. doing I'm, well? I'm good. I'm right. good. Yeah. You ready to go? I'm ready. I want to hear this. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't have any weird sound effects lined up again this week, do you? Well, I can. Okay, well, let's not. You know, if it's necessary. <laughs> if coach wants some weird si- sound effects, we can do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. All right. So, anyways, this episode we have got from the Colgate Raiders men's hockey team, head coach Mike Harder, defenseman Reed Irwin. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Hey, Scott, Dave, thanks for having us. We really appreciate the time. Absolutely, and we're, we're so happy to have you guys on. You know, uh, we were just talking uh, pre-show here that uh, we're record- where our studio is actually about an hour away from Hamilton, so we get down to as many games as we possibly can. Beautiful arena down there, Class of 1965 Arena. I've said a thousand times, you know, if you live in central New York and you haven't been there yet, you don't know what you're missing. Good. Thanks for that plug, Scott. Yeah, we're, we're doing our best to get more people in and, you know, we're, 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 I think Reed will attest to it. We're trying to play uh, an exciting brand of hockey where, you know, everyone can contribute and we're having a lot of fun. So it'd be even it'd be more fun with, uh, with more people in the, in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. So coach, I guess I'll start with you. So you are already a Colgate legend being the uh, program's all-time leading scorer. And, uh, and now you are the team's bench boss. So tell me about how long did it take for that to sink in? I'll let you know when I get there. Uh, it's uh, it's a pretty special thing, and I've been really lucky. I, I had a great mentor and Coach Vaughn. I, I was lucky enough to be part of one of his uh, first recruiting classes when he was he was about twenty nine years old when he came out to Saskatchewan and 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 got me back to campus. Um, so I, I've been really lucky, and I, I'm just happy to keep our tradition going as best I can. Yeah, absolutely. You just mentioned Coach Vaughn, and, and, you know, he's a legend in himself. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So if you would, uh, describe the process of, of how you found out you were in the running uh, to replace him when he announced his retirement and how it all came about. Yeah, it was uh, maybe a little bit more circuitous than than, than I wanted. I, you know, um, I think, you know, what, what we have, we have a good group of coaches, and I, I've said this before, when you have a really strong mentor like like Coach Vaughn, you develop a lot of guys in your program that graduate and, and stay in hockey just because they want to share that passion as well. So uh, we have a lot of guys, a lot of great Colgate alums. I, I think I think our AD it, it, with you, Reeve Amir, I think he was looking for an alum if, if that worked. And I, I was just lucky enough to be the guy to, you know, to fill the chair and, and check enough boxes for you, Reeve. So, um yeah, again, a lot of good, a lot of great guys to choose from for sure uh, in, in pro hockey and college hockey coming out of this program. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, you, you said it right there. You have a very close relation relationship with Coach Vaughn, of course. Uh, any advice from him when you when you took <laughs> over as coach? Yeah, no, a lot. And you know, I, I sneak over there as often as I can. He's still living in town, and uh, you know, he comes to the office and says hello to the guys a lot. Um, he's invested. So, yeah, our conversations go everywhere from, you know, player personnel to how to coach to to everything. So, um, you know, how to navigate uh, every situation here at Colgate and in, in the town of Hamilton. So, 
yeah, there, nothing's off limits, and and I invite all uh, all advice for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that's got to be such a tremendous resource having him close by like that. It, it, it really is. It, it makes it a lot easier. It makes the lift a lot lighter for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's not just you that's new to the coaching staff there at Colgate. Uh, you have a whole new coaching staff, really. Uh, this season, Anthony Walsh and uh, Zach Badalamente have come in to uh, be your assistants. So tell me, uh, how did that come about, and what are some of their roles with the team? Well, if you've been around hockey for as long as I have, you get to know a lot of people. And fortunately, um, I, I know Dan Muse, who's running the National Development Program. He's with the Rangers right now. But uh, what they do with the development program is they bring, bring in a young guy and try to keep him for two years, mentor him, and then and then put him out to pasture with a uh, with a college team or a pro team. And that was Walsh's route. So as soon as I got the job, I got a call from 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 UC and right away he said I have this great guy for you he's amazing and I'd known him a little bit from his time in Connecticut uh, obviously he was a former captain at Yale mm-hmm. um, so that was great great to have him we connected right away on the phone that day I called him right away and we talked and it seemed like a good fit and it's been even better than uh, than I could have hoped for the same holds true with with Battlementi with Zach he, he I'm good friends with his former former boss at Trinity College and you know the, the challenge with Zach is trying to get to the rink before he does. I, I've tried. I've, I've done a couple sneak attacks where I just show up at 630 in the morning and he's already sitting at his desk. So <laughs> I'm going to figure that out soon enough. I'll, I don't know what it's going to take, but yeah, he's he's been unbelievable as well. Um, you know, one guy runs the D and the PK and one guy runs the Fords and the power play. And I'm just able to stand in the middle and hang out. Uh, and I, you know, I, I'm learning a lot from these guys as well. They, they've been, they've been tremendous. So I feel really lucky to have them on the staff. Does he have a cot in the office by chance? I, maybe that's it. I don't know. I <laughs> it's one of those that folds up into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see it. He's, it's hidden. He might be a vampire too. Like, he's got a lot of knowledge that he shouldn't have. So I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how he's doing it, but he's, he, they've both been great. <laughs> it's awesome. Reed, you're a junior defenseman with the Raiders. Uh, so you actually spent your first two years with the University of Denver out west out there in the, in the Rocky Mountains, shall we? Um, so you're actually part of a national championship winning team, and you came to Colgate. So what was your what, what drove your decision to come to Colgate? Yeah, um, you know, looking, I got recruited when I was my second year of juniors, um, and the final two schools were Denver and Colgate at that time. Um, and I did two years at Denver. They were, they were awesome years, but I, you know, a passionate hockey player was looking to, to play, to be a bigger part of the team. Um, you know, not just off the ice, but on the ice too. Um, and luckily for me at that time, um, coach Vaughn was still on staff. Um, Dana Borges was still on staff and, you know, their selling points back when I was 19 was, you know, you, you, you will, and, you know, we see you as you know a big part of the team on and off the ice, but also um, my parents have put a pretty big emphasis on uh, the school piece of this education. You know, if you're lucky enough to go to the U.S. Um, and play, you know, play hockey there, um, to use that as a vehicle for you know, arguably, you know, try to find the best education you can, and that includes networking too. Um, you know, with your students, with your teachers, coaches, alumni. Um, so, you know, when I decided to transfer those, those boxes were all ticked still, um, at Colgate and also Carter Guylander, I played junior hockey with him. So I just texted Carter, um, 
if he could get in the coach's ear a bit about uh, seeing if there's any opportunity for me. And um, he's been a great teammate, you know, through and through. And I just, I got really lucky all everything aligned and I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And, you know, Carter was on our, our old show last season and uh, I guess he's quite the golfer. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. He can hit it far. He can hit it far <laughs> for sure. You guys got to watch out for him on those links. So. Yeah. <laughs> but Reed, uh, Denver played in the uh, the NCHC conference, and you are now playing in ECAC. So, what were some of the big differences you noticed between the two conferences? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, you know the ECAC is older than the NCHC. You know, you see a lot of true freshmen in the NCHC. Um, maybe national development program kids, drafted players. So, you know, I noticed the the boys are stronger in the ECAC and, and heavier, you know, down low um, and maybe faster off the rush in the NCHC. So, you know, it was um, give and take playing styles. I think the way coach Harder wants us to play is kind of similar to that of many NCHC teams where you want to transition fast, um, play fast. So I, I don't think you can pigeonhole like teams in the ECAC, but, I think the successful teams in the ACAC want to play fast rather than, you know, grind you down, down low and just be big and heavy. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a very, very good point. Uh, so, you know, you guys, it was a big off season. It, it really was from a player's perspective. What was some of the, the, the player reactions to some of the big changes that were going on? Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good question. I mean, at the time, you know, I, I was only here for one year, but so, you know, and I had a previous coaching staff, you know, at Denver, like I already had two coaching staffs in three years. So um, that was a little more fluid for me. Um, but I think I can speak for, you know, juniors that are going to be seniors now or that are seniors now where it, it was a shock for sure. Right. They know Vonner and Dana had been their coaches for three years, but um, you know, kind of as time went on and, you know, Coach Harder came and met with our families and kind of we got word of, you know, I have a buddy who uh, played under Coach Walsh at Fredonia and he had, you know, awesome things to say about Walsh. And, you know, the hockey world is pretty small. So you kind of hear those, like, hear word of mouth, hear reputations. And I think I know, you know, the energy coming into into this year was first, you know, it's a fresh start for kids who maybe, didn't have, you know, opportunity last year, didn't have the years they wanted, but also a fresh start, you know, for, um, for the program to keep building off of, of last year. But um, I'd say, you know, everyone was excited about uh, the new coaching staff and where, where we're headed. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and with the success you guys had towards the end of last season, coach, that had to have been another positive to have that to build off of going into this season. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, that just struck me, Reader, that this is your third coaching staff in three years. Yeah. That's that's fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah. You must, yeah. I, I, I'd like to hear more about that, actually. But, yeah, yeah but it, absolutely. It, yeah, it, sure. It's really, it's really something. Like, I don't think any other, you know, NCAA player has the third coaching staff in three years. I and mean, it's a lot for, it's a lot for a player to adjust to. Uh, yeah. That's, that's incredible. Um. Yeah, speaking speaking of which, Dave, too, Reed's from Victoria, British Columbia. So I, I did a tour this summer of, of visiting all the families, and uh, and Scott, it was it's the best. It's like I don't know if you ever made your way out 
west to the island there, but um, I, I think I wanted to hang out there for two or three weeks. So they kicked me out after a day, but <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really great. Yeah, maybe I've, drive up and down the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. kept going. I just dri- kept yeah. driving around. Yeah, I've heard it's absolutely gorgeous out there. Me personally, I've never been further west than Chicago, but I mean, that's I, I've heard it's beautiful <laughs> out there. You can find a way out there for for a week, Victoria, yeah. Vancouver. Mm. I'd recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> it's expensive, but I'd recommend. Yeah. It. yeah. What do you say? Once on a lifetime trip? Is that one of those deals? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Scott. Well. Well, you know, we were just talking before we went on the air since you did grow up in Victoria. Big Vancouver Canucks fan, right? Yeah, yeah, huge Canucks fan. But I, like I was saying, I can't – I mean, I can watch, you know, the first two periods, but then 12 o'clock rolls around the game, it's not over. So um, Eastern time isn't great for that. But also the last 10 years haven't been good for being a Canucks fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on our way up. Yeah. Stick through it, right? Stick through it. Yeah, there you go. That's and all. Wagons. Just keep grinding. Yeah. Coach, how about you? Who was your NHL team growing up? Well, I'm from a small town in Manitoba, so it's the Jets, obviously. Um, Everybody loved the Jets. But growing up, you know, in the 80s and early 90s, the Oilers had a pretty good team over there. And then when the Oilers weren't winning, the Flames were winning. So it was really hard to be in that division. So, you know, we had some great players, but they just we could never get out of the first round because it'd be Edmonton or Calgary. And then even then, then all of a sudden in the mid-90s, it's Vancouver's good. So it's like, you know. You couldn't win over there. Yeah, and then Edmonton screwed everybody up by trading Gretzky to LA and then completely throwing the balance of power off. So, well, but yeah, but that they still won the next year. I know it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the old battleground of the Smite Division. You gotta That's love it. Right. You gotta love it. That's uh, right, Scott. I love the Smite Division. Yeah, those those were good times. You know, I got to tell you something. I mean, I don't want to get too far off track, but I, I kind of wish they would go back to those old division names. I miss those. Yeah. That was kind of fun. Yeah, the, the realignment would be would be fun too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and everybody going, Campbell, what? Huh? Patrick, who? <laughs> you know, but oh uh, anyway, so I'll tell you what, let's get back to Colgate hockey and let's talk about this season's team. So you guys are two one and one. Uh you're coming off a two game sweep of Sacred Heart last weekend. What are some of the strengths that you guys see in this team? Reader, go ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think from my point of view, um, what's been what's been great through the first four games is uh, the steps a lot of our younger players have made, as in freshmen to sophomores, um, sophomores to juniors, and their you know contribution right away. Um, and then we also have freshmen who are contributing too. And um, I mean, I, I like right like through four games, you know, the the adjustment from junior hockey to college hockey can be sometimes longer. Um, but they've kind of jumped, you know, head first into it and been willing to learn. So I guess strengths is, you know, I think we're playing so far, you know, there's a long season, um, and to continue to get better, but we're playing like a team. I mean, everyone's contributing. Um, and yeah, we're playing a, we're playing a fun style of hockey too. So, yeah. Absolutely. Coach, you want to expand on that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, it's just a great group in the locker room. It, it's been super fun for all of us, really. Um, and we're going to do our best to keep it that way. Um, but yeah, we, we've been a, a really disciplined team. And I, and I mean that, I mean that in a lot of ways, not just, uh, in our structure and not just in, you know, taking selfish penalties, but our body language is great. We don't get beat down. And I, I think part of that is because we have so many good golfers. You guys were talking about, golf earlier, <laughs> but, I mean, 
honestly, like hockey's a game of mistakes and everybody makes mistakes. It's just how you bounce back from it. And it's the same with golf. You're going to make some bad shots, but if you dwell on it, you're in trouble. Um, you know, we've been really solid with that. Um, you know, even from the bench, sometimes we want to, we want, we want to get a little excited or yell or something, but we're, you know, we're going to live with mistakes and that's just going to happen. And hopefully as we, you know, keep going, we make fewer and fewer mistakes, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just been good. Uh, I think our team is, is, is really fit as well. Like we have some guys logging a lot of ice and we just keep going. We can, we can try to maintain, I think, I think on Saturdays, both Saturdays we've played or both second night games, we, we've been better, which shows we're, we're in pretty good shape. I think we have a committed group that, that works really hard and takes care of themselves. And that shows, especially in the second game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know, when you watch the, the first two games against UConn, I'm going to tell you right now, UConn is a very underrated team. I'm sure you guys would agree with that. And you played them very tough. You really did. And, and with all the changes that have gone on, you know, like we just mentioned earlier, you know, whole new coach and staff, uh, guys like Alex Young has transferred out. He had some graduations, but yeah. this team really seems to have gelled and everybody contributes something. And what I like about it is it seems like other guys have got the chance to really step up and grab the spotlight. I'm thinking of guys like, uh, like Ross Mitten, who's leading your team in scoring right now, who is a tremendous penalty killer, but now he's got a chance to really show what he can do on offense. You know, I mean, Nick Belpedio's got two goals. I mean, it's, it's just a, everybody is chipping in. Yeah, no doubt. And, and guys are also accepting their roles, too. Like, you know, we're trying to have our – you know, some guys on the penalty kill and some guys on the power play and try not to mix that up and taking a lot of pride in that. And so far that's worked. We'll see how it goes, you know, through the rest of the year. But yeah, guys have been great uh, accepting their roles and playing their roles. And, you know, again, it, we use fun a lot around here and winning is fun. But, you know, I think our style of play is super fun as well. So we, we like to keep it a, a little bit light, you know. Uh, we think we can get a little bit more hockey and a little bit more, uh, development out of our guys if, if they want to be here. No doubt about it. You agree with that, Reed? Yeah, I know. It's, it's a refreshing, uh, I mean, it's really refreshing for all, I, I think, everyone in the locker room, right? You go, you know, I played hockey for 20, uh, 19 years, 20 years. You know, you have so many coaches and so many mentors, um, you know, throughout your career. Uh, but that, the message of having fun sometimes, you know, gets lost um through that journey so i mean it, it's been great you know guys want to make plays um guys want to have fun when they're on the ice you know in two-on-two drills they want to you know draw something up and try to make you know offense happen or um or you know the other way like go at it pretty hard against your teammate because that's like competing's fun too so um it's, it's been good yeah absolutely absolutely so you got the umass lowell riverhawks coming into town this weekend uh, a little scouting report on them Listen, like, like Norm, Norm Bazine teams are always well coached. Uh, you know, another small town Manitoba guy, by the way. So that's, the, <laughs> it's a, that's unique. Not too many college hockey uh, matchups are with two, two head coaches that are small town Manitobans, but they're going to be good. They're going to be heavy and good and disciplined. And uh, I mean, they're always, they're always a contender in hockey East. They're, they're just going to be great. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to match that intensity and match that skill level for sure. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, and like you said, you know, you got a legendary coach over there themselves. So it's going to be a fun matchup uh, Friday and Saturday night out there at the Class 1965 Arena at 7 o'clock. So 
I want to close. I want to give you guys a little bit of a chance to uh, some bust some chops here on your teammates, right? Uh, nothing malicious. Don't worry about it. But uh, what I want to know from each of you is which Colgate Raider would make the best professional wrestler? Uh, <laughs> I'll start here. Professional wrestler. Be a flamboyant, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I like uh, one name comes to my mind right away because – he um, likes being the center of attention. Um, he talks a lot. He's he's confident uh, is one word you could say. Uh, so I'd say, I mean, I don't think he's winning the wrestling, you know, the wrestling. Yeah. I'd, say, uh, I'd say Ryan McGuire is who, uh, is who I'd go with. I'm sure Coach Harder's mind went there too, but uh, – well, he'd he'd yeah. be a good ringside interview for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, he'd he'd, he'd he'd pay the bills. He'd he'd be worth yeah. the cost of admission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He might be a better. Is, yeah, he might be he might be a better manager, wrestling manager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anybody else you can think of? Well, it's a, that's a it's a funny question because our 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 trainer Jeff is the biggest <laughs> wrestling fan in the world. You, you could do a podcast. I mean, I, I'm sure he's been on a podcast just talking wrestling. He can go on for days like he, and he would if given the opportunity. So uh, that's a question for him. He would love that one for sure. <laughs> there you go, Scott. There's your yeah. next, you yeah, know, I signed interview yeah. at the rink. Yeah. So the uh, next Scott. time I come down to cover a game, which is going to be Saturday night, listen, I don't want to interview guys. You guys, I want to interview him about wrestling. Okay. That's <laughs> You, you talk to Jeff. He'll, he'll talk wrestling. He's earned that. I'd say he's earned that for sure. <laughs> yeah. That is great. That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for taking the time to come on and talk with us. Like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to tie up your entire day, but uh, got anything you want to say out there to all the Colgate fans listening? Uh, I just like, honestly, thank you all. Thanks everybody for their support. Uh, you know, we're doing our best. We're, we're trying some things too. We're doing some, uh, you know, some intermission interviews. We're doing some access in the locker room, pregame access in the locker room. And, uh, you know, for season ticket holders, we do Friday afternoon chalk talks before the games. We're, you know, we're, we're trying to get uh, more people into the building. The guys do clinics every Tuesday night with youth hockey kids, trying to get them to come back for games. That's, oh, no uh, that's neat. Yeah. yeah. We have three different organizations that are, you know, drivable to Hamilton. So there's Clinton, there's Center State, uh, and there's Utica. There's actually four, and there's Syracuse. So, so we sure. do free clinics every Tuesday night, and uh, the guys are great. Where they're out there, hammer up with the kids. So, just a genuine thanks for 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 support. We're we're trying to make it fun or more fun in the rink every chance we get. No kidding! I did not know you guys were doing that. That's excellent. So it's every Tuesday night. You said every Tuesday night. Yeah, a different youth hockey organization comes in. What time? Yeah, yeah what time is that? Uh, Six forty-five every Tuesday night. Last night it was our sophomores that did it, and they were just they were super fun. No kidding. That that is really cool. Is there is there a way for uh, anybody to find out more information about that? What do you want to know? Uh, like if, if, <laughs> a there's a, if there's a team, if there's a team yeah. out there that wanted to sign up for it, or if... no, I mean just just contact us. They can just email email uh, email us, and yeah, we can we can set it up. Yeah, we're doing it with the four local local ish programs in the area, and we just kind of rotate them through. We get about forty or fifty kids on the ice. We like to do two or three teams at a time, and six or seven coaches out there. So that's been super fun so far. Oh. That is excellent. So it's like skills, drills, exhibition, yeah. that kind of stuff. No, lots of games and high yeah. fives and, you know, silly stuff. You know, it's great. It's perfect. <laughs> that is awesome. 
and Ryan McGuire out there giving lessons on how to be a pro wrestler? Or? Well, he, <laughs> these guys are up. Reed and uh, Mc, Reed and McGuire are up next week. It's the juniors' turn next week, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That is excellent. I had no idea. And you're right; those uh, those uh, in, the intermission that is entertaining. Yeah. That that caught me totally off guard when I was down there last well Saturday night for the the Connecticut game. Uh, we're we're gonna get it better. It, well, in fact, we might have Pierre Maguire might mentor our uh, our goalie does the interviews. So so Ryan's father Pierre uh, might mentor our goalie on how to do a better interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, that is great. See the things you find out. That that is just know, awesome. Yeah. That is this absolutely is an awesome. educational tool. It is. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, most places do like uh you know like a color or a commentator doing the interview. We like to do player on player interviews. So our our, our one of our goalies, Nick Haas, is in charge of all the interviews this season. Man, that's wild. Yeah, that is that yeah. is great. Yeah, that's fun. And you know what, Reed? They maybe they should do that when you guys are all watching NHL games together too. You get some real emotions coming out of there then, huh? Oh jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the right teams are on, when the Oilers are playing the Canucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the Albertans. Yeah. yeah, and everybody will be a little bit tired staying up after watching that game, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but no, guys, thank you. Like I said, thanks for coming on. We we truly appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to us. Um, like I said, I'll be down there uh, Saturday night. I'll be down there to cover the game. So, uh, looking forward to seeing you. Um, great job, by the way, working with with the youth hockey, and and best of luck to both of you this season. Uh, really looking forward to a great season out of you guys. Thanks, Scott. Thank Th- thanks, thanks, Dave, in the background there, too. You're welcome. I am, I really am back here. <laughs> yeah, it's like the fam of the opera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. But, no, guys, like I said, thank you so much for taking the time, and we will see you soon down there at the Class of 1965 Arena. Thanks. See you, guys. All right. Take care, fellas. Thank Bye. you. Bye. All right. All right. That was awesome. Mike Harder and Reed Irwin. That was, that was just great. Yeah. I, I I love those kind of interviews. It's just you know you get to, and I did not know that they did that with the the kids on Tuesday nights. That's fantastic. That is neat for the kids. It really is. Creates a pipeline. Yeah, it does. It, it does. You know, and and you know, kids don't forget that stuff. I know. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's it's it's so awesome because for for little kids, you get on on the ice with with college hockey players like that. The players are like rock stars. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really are, and uh, it, it's just a tremendous thing. So you know what we'll do is we'll get the uh, the contact info. Okay. In the in the show notes. Okay. When we're, when we're all done. Sounds here. good. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right, Dave. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to kind of just look ahead at the rest of the week here, and then uh, we'll we'll call it a, call it a game. All right. Sounds good. All right. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our podcast, or sign up for our weekly email newsletter. Stop by today. You'll be glad you did. 
Okay, and we are back with segment two. You know, Dave, busy weekend coming up. Is it? Busy weekend. You know, because now you got more and more college hockey starting. I'm just barely making it day by day. <laughs> day by day. Yeah. There's a weekend coming? Day to day. You're, yeah. It's almost like you're on the injured list. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, uh, we got some Division three college hockey starting up. Uh, exhibition. Okay. Exhibition time, right. but that's okay. Uh, lots of games coming. If you want to pop that graphic up there for me so I can... Uh, I can do that. Go right along with it. Here, there we go. Now... I will preface this by saying I did not get Oswego on there, so I apologize. I'll, I'll announce them in just a second. Um, as we were just talking, uh, segment one, uh, UMass Lowell is coming to Colgate for two games, Friday and Saturday night, 7 o'clock at the Class 1965 Arena. Now, Dave, there is a reason that I did not put the times. Why? Because I want people to go to cnyhockeyreport.com <laughs> to go to our score ticker. That's a <laughs> Got all the times on there, and, and we, right. we keep those scores updated. Uh, anyways, Friday night, uh, so there's going to be two games going on in Utica. Uh, let's see. The women are having an exhibition game against SUNY Canton. That's at 7 o'clock over at the Nexus Center. And then right next door at the Adirondack Bank Center, the Utica Pioneers men's team is hosting the U.S. NTDP U18 team. Now, that's an interesting – well, for one thing, try saying that five that's times a, fast. That's a mouthful. Yeah, you it know, is. You only find that in hockey. Well, you notice I said that real up. slow, <laughs> too, right? <laughs> <laughs> and but, we're reading. But they're, uh, they're, that's an interesting team because they're part of the – what it stands for is the United States Development Team Program is okay. basically what it is. And they play in the USHL, which is somewhat similar to what the Junior Comets play in. The Junior Comets play in the USPHL – they're the USHL, which is basically it's another way of saying another junior league. Okay. Okay. So not only does this team play an entire USHL schedule, they tour doing exhibitions against college programs really? as well. Now, all these kids, as the name implies, U18, what's it mean? Under 18, right? Jeez. So they just got done playing Dartmouth, which is Division One, same conference right. as Colgate. They're going to go play Cornell, which – same conference, Division One, just like Colgate. How do how do they do with these games? How do they do? They yeah. they actually against Division One teams. They they do win. Really, they do win. I mean, it's that'd it's, be something hard to let down. It's pretty incredible, actually. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, it, it, but you know, here's the thing about that team. There, so these kids are like selected from all over the country. Right, right. Best is like best. the best of the best. Yep. Come to our national development team program, mm. and we will basically mold you into. You know, being a high college, you a good, know, good hockey player, or or a high NHL draft pick. I guess mm. they got one kid on that team that's projected to be uh, a top five pick. Wow, in the NHL without so, going to college. Well, mm. that, that does happen though. Yeah, I know. So, no, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, it's just a shame that all these games are going on at seven o'clock on Friday night between the the Colgate game and the Utica games. Uh, but it is what it is, I guess. <laughs> By a top three jazz. <laughs> That's Jordy, and I feel terrible. I didn't get a hold of him and I, because I thought he was in college. Well, maybe he is. Maybe and he, he is. And yeah. He's just not paying attention to the school. Yeah. It could very well be. Because uh, I know he goes to Utica University himself. I'm like, oh, he's got school during the day. I says, there's no way he'll be able to make it on. Uh, I'll get a hold of him afterwards. But, uh, no, so uh, another game Friday night, uh, the Syracuse women, uh, Syracuse Orange, they're going to Boston University. For a pair of games, Friday and Saturday. That's what that BU stands for. 
they just played last night. We're recording on Wednesday. Uh, they got beat by Cornell seven nothing. But that's I'll tell you what that Cornell team down there is a is a powerhouse. They're number nine in the country. So hey, it is what it is. Uh, looking ahead. Oh, and by the way, the Oswego games. I did not mention that. So the Oswego men are playing Alvernia on Saturday. Uh, let's see. That's a five o'clock start. Uh, Alvernia is in the UCHC. And then the Oswego women's team is playing on Saturday as well. They're playing another exhibition game against the, the London Junior Devilettes. I haven't quite figured that one out yet. I think it's a team from Canada, but I, I'm not. Okay. Don't ask me. I'm not sure. I don't know, eh? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> as you can see on that graphic, we got some AHL action this weekend as well. Uh, the Syracuse Crunch are traveling out to Cleveland to battle the Cleveland Monsters. Two games, Friday and Saturday night. Uh, that's pretty standard for, for, like, when the Crunch and the Comets go out there because it's a long road trip. Yeah. So you try to get those games out of the way, yeah. bunch them together like that. Crunch are off to a pretty hot start. They're 2-0 to start the season. Uh, we were just up there Saturday night covering the game, and it was pretty cool. <laughs> it, it really was. I was up there in the press box, and, and you know, the, the, the Upstate Medical or Upstate University Medical Arena, it's, 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 it's getting old. But it's got the old style press box, and yeah. you're right on top of the ice, which is awesome because yeah. you you basically you look down and look it's it right down. there. It's yeah, it, it's cool. You know, part of that old building charm, I guess. You just can't beat it. Yeah, you know. Uh, but the Comets, they're playing Saturday night. They're traveling to Bridgeport, Connecticut, to take on the Bridgeport Islanders. So a uh, little bit of a little bit less AHL action than we're we're kind of used to. That's okay. Uh, the the let's see the the Crunch games are both at seven o'clock. And I believe the comments game on Saturday night starts at 7 as well. We're looking that up right now. And, yes, indeed, 7 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. Not sure we're gonna, you weren't going to give them the times. You're going to make them search the website. I know. I screwed that up. Yep. But, All right. But you know what? We can't say Eastern Daylight Time too much longer either. No. No. We say whatever. It's yeah. just dark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, today has been cloudy two weeks in a row. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Well, What's up with that? Eh, winter's coming. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't put the graphic up, but uh, the Utica Junior Comets are actually returning home for their first home games, which is pretty cool. They've been on the road since for about a month now. Mm. Uh, they're going to be playing at the Adirondack Bank Center this weekend, both uh, NCDC and the Premier teams. Uh, let's see. I'm looking Friday and Saturday they're playing. Uh, let's see. NCDC is 3 o'clock on Friday, followed by the Premier at 5.30. And then the next day on Saturday, the 21st, Ooh, the Premier has a 9 a.m. game. Whoa. Yikes. And then NCDC has 1.30. What were you we just saying about no hockey in you the know, morning? You know, we were just talking about that, <laughs> weren't we? Jeez. And uh, it, it looks like they made a liar out of me. Yeah, they did. Immediately. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You get 20 minutes further into the show and you're a liar. I, well, hey, you know, it's it's 20 minutes further than I thought. Yeah. So. <laughs> but seriously, if you want to get a chance, if you, here's your chance to go out and check out the Utica Comics. If you're a morning person. Hey, why not? You know, yeah. go get your cup of coffee, your favorite place to get coffee. That'd be cool, actually. Take a little ride over the odd. Check it out, right? Yeah. So That'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. They charge for those games? Junior <laughs> Comets games? Do they? I don't think they do. Okay, all right. I don't believe they do. Just curious. So, Since you were hiding the time, I wondered if you were hiding the price. Well, I, listen, <laughs> I'm not in charge of that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, well, Dave, I think that's all we got. Geez, so already. I know. See, and, and, you know, I'm doing you a favor. Oh, Usually okay. I drone on and on and on. And yeah, that's true. You're right. over there about falling asleep. End it. Yeah. So 
<laughs> Anyways, thank you again to uh, Mike Harder and Reed Irwin for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, Dave the Save Warner, as always, thank you for all you do. I'm Scott Kimball. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time on the Central New York Hockey Report.